my name is Jerry Wise and I am a marriage and family expert and a self-coach and a self-expert. You can find me on the YouTube channel of Jerry Wise Relationship Systems, of which I'm the founder and owner of Jerry Wise Relationship Systems. You can find me at the website with that name as well. And today the video is entitled Adult Children of Alcoholics, Dehumanized and Instrumentalized. When I think about adult children, or when I think about children growing up in narcissistic homes, they are often dehumanized. In other words, they're just uh, not to be taken seriously. They're not important. They're not to be valued. They don't have rights. They don't have to be treated loving or in a caring way. And that was their experience growing up in dehumanization as well, if you include also abuse, shaming, uh, and horrific de-selfing that was going on when they were growing up. And then second of all, instrumentalized. Or what I say when we're just being used as pawns. Uh, we're not important, we're just to be used as objects. And so we're instrumentalized. We just become an instrument of the narcissist or instrument of the family. And that creates a lot of trauma and a lot of problems for now adult children of narcissists. And I want to talk about that today using an example from one of my clients who gave me permission to use it. Uh, I was working with a client in Europe uh, and she was working through some very painful childhood memories. And I wanted to share with you um, one of her narratives, I've changed the names and the situations so there's no way you can identify her. Uh, and maybe you can understand the pain many people walk around with as adults who are ACONs, adult children of narcissists. Because when they have had these types of experiences, when we've had this type of trauma, that affects our sense of self as an adult. And it gives us some insight into how we can regain that self or become a self and become self-differentiated. Actually, she's doing very well now, I want to point out. She's done some great healing and she really has made uh, some significant changes in her life and her automatic reactivity has changed, which is wonderful. Uh, I'd like to think I'm a genius, but I'm really not. I'm using a very good theory, family systems theory, to help people change and to become more themselves. Uh, I have her permission to share the information. Uh, however, I've changed the names and made it anonymous for her. This narrative demonstrates the terror, trauma, pain, isolation, and hurt that many adult children of narcissists have experienced. Many of you may identify with Amelia's narrative. Amelia was traumatized by her mother and then left all alone trying to find comfort, support, and help only to end up finding none. And I'd like to share that narrative with you.
rearrange my pages here so that I can continue on after I've shared the narrative with you. Well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. So, So difficult, but it is. Here we go. So let me begin. I apologize for the disorganization of my papers. Amelia starts, and she writes this narrative. I am young Amelia. I am 13 years old. I walk alone in the center of the city. There are trees around me, very tall, big trees, and with green leaves crowns. It's fresh. I mean, the air is fresh. There's sunlight going through the tree leaves, making puzzled shadows. There are no people on the streets. So I think it might be Sunday, late morning, I think probably 11 a.m., soon to be lunchtime. I'm thinking people must be starting to gather with their families for Sunday lunch. I am alone, scared, really, really scared. I am so alone. I'm so alone. I am so very alone. I'm afraid, confused, because I don't know why I'm so afraid. I just know that I feel afraid and very scared. I don't have any money. I walk. I look around. Actually, I don't look around. I am just thinking of what just happened. The shouting. There was lots of shouting and scary faces, or a scary face. Eyes almost popping out of their orbits. This is my mother. She is very angry with me. It's Sunday and my dad is not there. He must be working. He works long shifts or he's out of town. My sister must be in another city. So it's just me and my mother. Mother is cleaning. Yes, she was cleaning with a vacuum machine. She shouts that we live like pigs. And she shouts how horrible her life is. What a bad, horrible life she has and how she doesn't deserve this. And that she prefers to die. She shouts, oh God, I better kill myself. So I will disappear. I better die so I'm tired of leaving this, live, living this miserable life. I'm so fed up. Then she turns towards me. You. How can you do that? I'm not sure what I've done. How can you put your clothes there? This is not where you should put your clothes. You're a dirty bitch. Did you grow up on the streets like a homeless whore? Are you homeless without a family and a mother? Is this how I taught you to keep your clothes? Huh? Continue cleaning. Why 
are you not playing? Why are you not practicing the piano? Did you do your homework? You all are just a bunch of homeless peasants. She means all of us. My dad, sister, probably the extended family too. I can't take it. I'm shouting back and trying to put my shoes on and trying to go. I am shouting back and, and she is beating me. She shouts, where are you going? You peasant, homeless, worthless, go, go, go away. I don't want to see you. I feel dizzy. It's like the world around me is calm and surreal. And I'm just moving through very, a very thick air. I feel like I'm underwater and can't use all of my senses. And I can't breathe. I feel pain. Such big pain in my chest. It's almost, I can't breathe. There's no one there for me. I can't call anyone. I can't go anywhere. I feel lost. I feel tired from crying. And I feel ashamed. I feel so ashamed. If, if I only had put these clothes in their place, and practiced the piano yesterday, and, and probably at least started my homework, she wouldn't be so angry. I'm passing by my friends' houses as I'm walking alone in the city center, and I hope they don't see me. I hope no one sees me at this time on Sunday. If they see me, they will know how inappropriate I am, and how, how very unorganized I am. And all of my friends from all the streets, they're just so perfect. Their, their moms, their mothers are nice with them. Their mothers are nice and caring for them because my friends are always so respectable, so responsible, and looking so well-dressed and clean. My friends dress very appropriate and will never misconduct themselves. They always listen to what their mom says and will never hide anything with them. They talk, but that's because they never do anything bad. So they can talk to their mothers. So I walk fast, passing by this part of the street where my friends live. I want to disappear and hide in little streets where no one would see me. I find myself near my grandma's place. I so want to go and stay with her and to never come back. But that would be the wrong thing to do. She will get worried. She will say, why are you here, Amelia? Go home to your mother. She would say that mother is probably worried about you. She will call her. And my grandmother will learn how I left the house and everything bad and wrong that I did. And she will not protect me. Plus, she feels uncomfortable when I turn up at her house unannounced. I sit down next to the front door of my grandmother's place. I imagine how she's upstairs cooking or talking on the phone with my aunt. It's Sunday. And they're probably together for lunch with my cousins. I'm so hungry. And I've lost track of time. 
if I'm gone for too long, my mother will get mad again. She will be upset and angry. I shouldn't be late. I don't want to go back. I'm afraid that she will probably shout again. If I'm too long gone, she will shout that I haven't done anything today and no piano practicing for my career as a concert pianist. And my dad will be back and she will be still upset and start blaming me that I went out the whole day like a homeless person and that I haven't done anything. He will get upset too. I'd better go. I'm in the building of my family's flat. I'm afraid to go up the stairs. I move in a way so as to not make any noise. I will try to sneak in the apartment without her noticing. Damn, damn, damn. I don't have my key. I left in such a rush I didn't take my key. I ring the doorbell and I am afraid. What if she's not there? What am I going to do? Nah, she is, she is at home. She never goes anywhere. She opens the door and she doesn't even look at me. I feel scared. I feel so horrible like the walls are coming on to me. I hide in my room. I stay there until it's almost dusk. I notice that is that it's dark and then I switch the light on. I just stayed in my room, sitting on the floor, not moving, scared to move in case I make a noise. I don't dare go to the toilet. I haven't eaten all day. I will eat when my dad is back or later when they go to bed. And this was Amelia's recollection of a horrible Sunday. For Amelia, the English is her second language. And she wrote this out so beautifully. The, um, you know, growing up as an adult child of a narcissist and growing up with a narcissistic family, being aware of yourself or learning to have a self um, or being a self was very, very dangerous. And as we continue to interact with narcissists, it's very dangerous to have a self with a narcissist. There was no learned or modeled expression of self-soothing or self-comfort or self-care resulting in inability to do these things for ourselves. We did not learn how to take care of ourselves. That wasn't modeled for us. The thing that was modeled for us was a vindictive, judgmental, critical, hypercritical, shaming way that we should look at ourselves. And we also internalized that and carried on into adulthood. The bad news is we internalized it. The good news is we can uninternalize it. The focus is entirely on what is wrong with Amelia. 
and I say it's not what's wrong with Amelia. It is what wrong has Amelia been through. Let me say that again. It's not what's wrong with Amelia. It is what wrong has Amelia been through. And you might think about that, about your spouse or your partner, or relatives or people who uh, might have a hard time with their lives. It may not be they're so wrong. It's the wrong they've been through that's caused so many problems. We enmesh with the narcissistic parent, have a trauma bond with our abuser, mom in this case, and the healing process involves two stages. There are more stages, but at least two big stages. One is going back to be the little wounded, traumatized child, feeling and resolving those feelings, having them heard, having them heard by the adult you and by another adult or other adults. And then two, Amelia learning to nurture this child in this situation. So she had two assignments. One is to be the 13-year-old, and then one is to be the adult comforting the 13-year-old. Actually, the second one was harder than the first, and many times it is. Though it can be hard to do the first assignment, the second assignment can be really difficult. How do you comfort, soothe? Because I didn't learn how to do that. Learning to reparent that traumatized child is so important for ACONS. Amelia's second assignment was to write the narrative that would express her adult self-caretaking the child. Um, but this step is very essential. Our adult lives don't work well because we internalize the narcissistic parent and parent ourselves the same way they did. And we tend to dehumanize ourselves and instrumentalize ourselves. I'm just an object and I'm not really, should not be valued or treated like a human with compassion, understanding. And that's what we do to ourselves. So we do that so much. We also find people who will do that to us as well. If we heal our relationship to us, we will heal um, our relationship with others uh, that we have relationships with. Amelia just becomes her mother to herself. When she is dealing with herself, we can learn to reparent ourselves and learn to love and soothe and care for ourselves and, and accept ourselves as developmentally growing rather than perfectionistically growing or all or nothing. Oftentimes, acons feel panicked because they feel they will abandon themselves and that they would not be there for themselves. And that's a big problem because acons and adult children of alcoholics and adult children of abuse and adult children of all kinds of things end up abandoning themselves just like their abusers or their family of origin did. Reversing and changing that process is very important. Learning to be there for ourselves. And that's not easy to do, but we can learn to do it. That's a part of growing up and being adult. I'm going to be an adult who takes care of my inner child. Our path is to move from trauma, pain, hurt, anger, and fear to self. 
Amelia was never allowed to be herself, her authentic self. There is no room for other selves when you have a narcissistic parent taking up all the self space. She stated she was not allowed to have control of herself, nor any wish or wants, wishes or wants, not of her own will. This was a common deficit for adulthood as well. And again, what we experience in childhood becomes themes for us in adulthood. Uh, I just had a man who contacted me and said he's having trouble uh, being consistent with work um, and having trouble in his career and those kinds of things. And then he describes growing up in his family briefly, and it's all right there. He was learning that back then. Career problems begin in childhood. Job performance problems begin in childhood. If you can remember that key thought, if you can remember that key uh, maxim, you can do an awful lot of healing and get a lot of clarity for your own life. As Amelia expressed, she struggles with being gen a genuine self or an authentic self because what if she's wrong? And again, she's always doubting herself because her mother always doubted her. Again, she is paralyzed by the perfectionism and hypercritical thinking about herself. She doesn't think about be she she doesn't think about um, uh, becoming a self in a developmental way, as I've mentioned, but in an all or nothing way, uh, all correct and all right, or all wrong and all incorrect, rather than realizing we have to grow developmentally, we have to grow in stages, we have to try things. So she always stays stuck because she can't do it perfectly. And she fears if she tries something new or does this, she will be yelled at, criticized, shamed, and have to leave and go be all by herself in the city square of the village. The hope for Amelia and many others is to get into recovery, find a self-expert, and do the work of healing and becoming your true you. If I can be of help to you, I hope you'll contact me on my website, www.jerrywiserelationshipsystems.com or, uh, or there's contact information on the screen or in the video summary. Join our email list. Join our Facebook page. Uh, also Twitter. I want to thank you very much today for joining me. I hope this video helps adult children of narcissists not feel so isolated. They're not alone in their pain. They're not alone in their difficulties. And they can truly change. Um, always remember there is hope and healing available for you if you're an adult child of a narcissist. Never, never, never thank you for watching today and have a great day.